Are you happy in your business? Now, I have had my share of emotional ups and downs in my 20 years of being a solo entrepreneur coach. And the patterns I've seen in myself and in my clients is that those downs are usually when I was personally feeling unfulfilled. Sometimes it was because a launch that flopped and sometimes it was just life and had nothing to do with business. But those ups, oh boy, those are the times when I was feeling my most authentic and completely aligned to my purpose or when I just felt like I was rocking that work-life balance. I would be thinking, I could do this all day long and never feel tired. One of my loves is sharing what works for me and what has been working for my clients to achieve this very feeling, full of passion, happiness, peace, and freedom. So I decided to create a private podcast for coaches. Maybe you just want to develop better communication skills that boosts engagement, leads to better results, and makes you feel like you're actually making a difference in the lives of the people you serve. Then you're invited too. We talk about this and more in the UBU private podcast for coaches. Whether you're a mentor, a parent, or run a client-focused business, coaching skills benefit everyone and anyone who wants to communicate in a way that builds relationships. Fall in love with your life and business again. Click the link in the show notes for your invitation to join us right now. Then come back and enjoy this episode. Hey, Difference Maker. Today, we are going into another bite-sized deep dive, but this time we are talking about the DISC method, specifically the Maxwell DISC method versus the Enneagram. Now, if you tuned in last week, I was here with Marianne Bell, and she uses this method in her business where she teaches project management. You also probably learned that before I was an Enneagram person, I was a DISC person. So in this episode, I'm really excited about diving in how the Maxwell DISC method is different and what my results taught me about myself, my Enneagram type, and how I do my business. Let's go ahead and get started. It's time to stop comparing yourself to others and plug in to what is uniquely you. Welcome to Unbox Your Personality, the podcast for coaches, creatives, and educators like you who understand that your happiness makes you more effective in what you do, bringing out the best in others. I'm Jim P. Higgins, personality strategist and Enneagram fluff remover. Get laser focused on who you are and who you aren't, so you're free to make the impact you were born to make and have fun doing it. Your personality is your business, so down to business. So I want to make a distinction between the three DISC methods that I've been exposed to in my career. The first one was just the regular DISC method. I don't recall really there being any other results than your initial graph of your DISC. And then when I met Myra Hall, her report about the 12 driving forces also gave me my DISC profile, but it gave me two different graphs. It gave me my natural graph and it gave me my adaptive graph. Basically, that just means there's my, the, my natural way of being, my core, and the nurtured way of how I, how I present myself to the public. 
And then with the Maxwell method that was introduced to me by Marianne Bell, there was a third graph. And that third graph was, she called it the mirror graph or how I perceive myself, which I thought was fascinating. Because I don't know if you remember, all the way back at the beginning of season one, I talked about the three experience gaps. And this really coincides with those three different experience gaps. Go check out that season all the way back at my roots if you haven't already. So when it was time for me to take this test, it was really easy. Marianne sent me a link with a key code which got me into the assessment and also gave me access to a debrief course that she provides also to help you go through your results so that you can understand them a little bit better. Of course, I have Marianne also to consult as well. But you get a really thorough, very thorough report, but I skipped to the the personality style graphs, the public perception, the stress perception, and the mirror. And this was really, really fascinating to me because I have always tested as an ID, meaning that I was my highest and D was my second. Every test I've ever done showed that. But this test, surprisingly, showed me that my public self is ID but my private self is IC. And I don't know how I felt about that at first. At first I was like, wait, this must be wrong. And then when I started really reading my results, I realized, okay, this makes sense. This really makes sense. So just as a refresher, D stands for dominant, I stands for influencing, S stands for steadiness, and C stands for compliance. And C also, is characterized by being very detail-oriented, very task-oriented, and I'm like, you know what? I can see that. I can definitely see that. I love to ponder about the details. I do not like getting bogged down in details or being trapped in details. That's my type 7 coming out right there. But the keyword that was associated with the IC profile is assessor, and I'm like, totally. That is totally what I do. I sit down with you and I assess your personality and I assess your business and I make sure that those two things are aligned else I blow my little whistle as your personality referee and say, hold up, let's look at this a little bit more and see if we're committing a foul here. The other thing that I thought was really interesting is that if you recall when I was talking about the 12 driving forces that it's something that they recommend that you take Frequently, not necessarily frequently. I think she said every three years, but depending on what environment that that you're using as context when you're taking the test, it could change your results. So if you're looking at how you behave at home versus how you behave at work versus how you behave in a social setting versus how you might behave on camera, because believe it or not, I'm kind of an introvert. And um, yeah, I definitely do know how to talk a lot and I am social and I have a lot of people skills, but a lot of times being around people can be very draining. And so I find myself often avoiding social situations and opting to stay home more often than going out like you would expect a typical type 7 to do. So even though my past results were, were telling me that I was ID, the fact that this is telling me that I'm an IC might mean I'm just in a transition phase. And funnily enough, 
when I took it in May of last year, of course, my results came out as ID, and I didn't have a full team back then. And now I have hired a team, and there are just details about my business that I don't have to think about anymore. And that's kind of freeing. And I wonder sometimes if the public self or my public graph is reflecting that transition that, I'm, uh, that I've seen in my business in the last year. Plus on top of that, it really solidified what I already know about my Enneagram type. And that is what I'm gonna share with you in the next part of this bite-sized deep dive. Thank you for listening, subscribing, and reviewing the Unbox Your Personality podcast. To learn more about yourself, go to powercoachgen.com. Find out how you are different so you can make your difference.